0: Hey everybody, welcome to Listen Money Matters. Habits are the vehicle, goals are the route you take, dreams are why you're driving. My name is Matt and I'm here as always with Andrew. Andrew, how are you and what are you drinking?
1: I am better because it was a car analogy. Yeah, you love
0: cars, my friend.
1: Oh my god, I hate cars, but their analogies, ooh, so
0: good, so good.
1: (laughs) I, uh, since this is a a closer episode, I got my closer beer. Mm. It's a a River Horse Trippel Horse.
0: Ah, dude, I miss River Horse. Mm. I I, I love like the 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 hippo. Yeah, the hippo, the hippo logo. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's what what River Horse. Part about
1: the beer is the huh?
0: That's what the River Horse is. Yeah, that's true. Have you been? Have you been to the brewery? I have not. Okay, it's another
1: one of those things. You have? Is it? Yeah, yeah.
0: It's in Lawrenceville. It's a cool area if you want to go, like with Laura, one day. Uh, go in the fall. What
1: is Lawrenceville? Is that a Jersey? Is that a? It's Pennsylvania? in Jersey. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. So go to Lawrenceville in the okay. fall, and then you stay in Lawrenceville. It's a really cool, small town. Uh, has the brewery, and they have a walkable bridge that takes you right over to, into Pennsylvania, and you go to uh, New Hope.
1: Oh shit! So you
0: can you can just walk back and forth between two towns in two different states over this like over this little river and it, during the foliage it's super dope i went once it was awesome
1: that sounds awesome
0: yeah it's it's just good like you can stay overnight if you want like the hotel in lawrenceville it's really nice how deep south is that it's i think it's above trenton so it's not okay. that deep you can oh, you would bad. no, you would probably get there in like maybe 45 minutes to an hour all right maybe.
1: oh so yeah this maybe will be a thing
0: yeah, yeah i i highly recommend it new hope's really cool it's like a like it's kind of like Amish feeling town, mm. even though it's not Amish country. But yeah, hmm. uh, and then go to River Horse. It's like a small little, small little brewery, small little brick brewery. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Right on the river. It's really cool. Interesting. Yeah. Um, are
1: you? Are you? Let me see. You're drinking a
0: Colorado beer. Yeah. That
1: comes in a can. Yeah. With a fancy label. Kinda.
0: Yeah. So I'm drinking. Weld works. Welders. Brewery. Ah, like I shouldn't be. <laughs> I right now I'm sitting on uh like a fridge full of Weldworks, uh Outer Range and Odd Thirteen. I also did have uh Cerebral and Fiction. These are all color. I went look, it was my birthday and I went to all like my favorite Colorado breweries. Yeah, I got a bunch of stuff. Um this is a brambleberry sour. It's a kettle sour wheat ale. Uh, dude, when are you sending and, me beer? Dude, this is... Uh, uh I have to send it to you. It's brewed with whole raspberries and blackberry puree. And it says, there's a warning label on this, which I just noticed for the first time. It says, warning, this beer contains unfermented fruit and must be kept cold at all times or re-fermentation can occur in the can. Whoa. So basically cans can explode. Oh, And this is what this shit looks like. It is just a dark Oh, my God. And, dude, raspberries,
1: blackberries, these are all things with my name on them. Like, shit.
0: And it's sour as balls. It's a tart, sour beer. And so you could,
1: like, literally pour it into a glass, take it outside, and then just sit out with it for a while, and it'll start fermenting and get more alcoholic.
0: (laughs) Yeah, 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 Yes, yes. yes, (laughs) It's like a dream uh, beer for me. Dude, this is actually like almost – it could be a mixer. <laughs> like you could throw more alcohol in this. Like you could throw like vodka in this and it would be a cocktail. What's the
1: EBV on it?
0: It's only four and a half. Oh, okay. So it's like four perfect. And yeah. So it's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So speaking of none of that, uh, habits are the vehicle. Goals are the route or route you take. Dreams are why you're driving is our catchphrase today. And it's from at Natasha. Natasha's NYC. On Twitter, I'm assuming, because there's an ad symbol there. So thank you, Natasha's NYC. Um, so if you want to send in their catchphrase, which we certainly could use some, please join the Listen Money Matters community on Facebook by visiting listenmoneymatters.com community. And we'll see you there. We'll have a conversation. Mm. And you can send in your hilarious... And poignant catchphrases that would be. Great. If it is
1: hilarious, we will laugh, and if it is not hilarious, we will make fun of you and then laugh.
0: Yeah, and if it's poignant and hilarious, bonus points. Maybe one of us will cry. Yeah, maybe one of us will cry. So, uh, look, you, you gotta have to drive the episode. Speaking for more, of car uh, analogies, speaking of car, yeah, God, we're so good at analogies. this. All right, yeah. So, so what are we talking about today? So
1: there are a bunch of like rules of thumb to investing to help you like figure things out like what where you need to go you know evaluate if things make sense blah 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 and Mm -hmm. uh, so like for example like there's this is actually is not even in the show notes and i'll just start with this there's a one percent rule for um rental properties so, okay. if you are buying a rental property, like an easy rule of thumb, if it may be something that is worth looking into, is if the rent, yeah. the monthly rent, is 1% of the purchase price. So, if the home is $100,000 and rent is 1000 you could just, off the top of your head, be like, this could be an interesting um, opportunity. And then you could dive How in. How would you know...
0: Mm-hmm. So you're and you're talking about like uh, in this case somebody wanting to buy rental property, um, how would they know what the cost of the house would be if it's a, if it if it is a rental property?
1: Well, so probably if you're looking to buy, so if you're looking for rental property, so there's probably yeah. a home listed for sale that you'd be considering, yeah you know, and so that would be the the sale price potentially, mm-hmm. you know, and you could even factor in if you were going to negotiate a little bit, and then you could use mm-hmm. like Zillow's estimate or House Canary. We actually. Simple Wealth, the the tool that we built, pulls data down from House Canary and Zillow. So, whatever. There's a million ways you could estimate or figure out what the rent
0: would be. Okay. Right. So, that's a 1% rule for knowing if an investment is good when it comes to buying rental homes or or rental properties. And that was a
1: bonus. I didn't even have that in the notes. Okay. But, okay.
0: But so that's a mathematical uh, rule of thumb, if you will.
1: Right. And so, say you're like with a real estate agent. You know, when you're going to check out houses in this area, you're not going to bring like uh, a laptop with the Excel spreadsheet and like every stop, sure. like you know,
0: it's a, yeah, something. Qu- it's a quick reference right. point, And so, th- and and that's the bottom, right? So that's like where you. And if it's obviously higher, if it's two percent, it's even better. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And if it's like point eight percent, you know, maybe there's got to be something else going for it for you to even consider. Sure. You know. Got it. Cool. Okay. So, so that is the bonus.
0: So I, I kind of feel like I know where this episode is sort of headed of like a bunch of uh, really easy rules based on math mm. that you can keep in your back pocket. Literally, if you wanted to write it down on a notepad and keep it in your pocket, yeah. that you can use to find out if something, anything, is worth investing in, is worth putting your money towards. Agreed. To, to make more money. Right, okay.
1: So the first one, or I guess the second one, is uh, mm. it's called the the multiply by twenty five rule, and
0: okay, that's a little too long for for such a shorthand. But okay, I, I, can we call it <laughs> so twenty maybe, five? Maybe no, maybe
1: think of an X by yeah. 25.
0: okay, or an X two five. Yeah, yeah X, X, X 25 There you go. Ooh, that's Ooh. A, the X 25 rule. Trademark iPhone.
1: That. It's it's our new workout plan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can get fit in twenty five minutes. <laughs> that's right. In 25 minutes, times 25 days over 25 years, um, you'll be rich. So, uh, <laughs> so bad. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, and this this is an old rule, so I kind of like have a modification to it, but it's back okay. of hand math to figure out uh, how much you need to retire. So, for example,
0: dude, I get this question all the time. So, so this is like. All right, yeah. So maybe I'll, okay. This is good. So if you spend, and this is based on how
1: much dollars you spend. So if currently right. So if okay. you have your rent and you're eating out, whatever it is, yeah. a year on average. So say okay. it's forty thousand dollars. You would multiply. I know it's not for you, but
0: well, you got to do that. I gotta, I'd have to do that math.
1: Right. So it, what you do is you take forty thousand in a calculator. Yeah. Multiply yeah. it by 25 and and the r- rule of 25 would be like, okay, you need a million dollars to retire. And I want to preface that is that this is based on old things. And so – When you only live 25 years past retirement. <laughs> it's it's not okay, – right? so it's, it has nothing to do with life. It's more like the market has changed and things are different uh. now. And so it's more like the rule of – thirty multiplied by
0: 34. Why 34, specifically?
1: So, it actually, this is the inverse of the 4% rule. Do you remember the 4% rule? I do. We will talk about that in a second. But okay. So, the 4% rule isn't really the 4% rule anymore. And so, like, mm-hmm. if you just, yeah. Because the thing is, the market doesn't act like it did for a very long yeah. time. It, it's right. different now, sense. and so you have to be more conservative. Mm-hmm. So, that's that. um and there's a, an aspect to the rule that I want to add that is also another rule. Um, but you're not going to remember, it's not kitschy. Um, it'll be in the show notes. But the problem with this rule is like you're like forty thousand dollars a year is what I need to live on, multiply it by you know 25, 34, whatever. Um, and you get how much you need to retire. But that's if you were to retire today, there's this thing called inflation, and so. Yep if you're going to retire in 10 years or in 30 years like you have to account for that and so just to you know bullshit whatever if say you're retiring 25 years from now you take that number 40,000 and you multiply it by 2.67 because that's what you'll that's what the 40,000 will act like in 25 years okay that will be in the show notes so just if you're interested well so
0: I I was real quick just doing uh some quick math here to find out like how much that my annual expenses are per mm. year. It's 48.
1: Your annual expenses are 48,000. Yeah. That's awesome,
0: dude. And It's awesome? Yeah, I think it's really good. I mean, that's like that's that includes rent. That's including rent. All my utilities. Food everything. Food, yeah. I and I'm actually a little bit high on food. And it includes uh yeah, it includes food, my health insurance that I have to pay for like gas, you know, car payment, phone, yeah, all that stuff. Amazon uh, Prime. <laughs>
1: I, you know, $99 I,
0: a year, it's in there. I,
1: I think that's awesome cuz you're factoring in your actual life. It's not like you're factoring in some life where you do without all the things, you know. Yeah. Um yeah. I think it, I mean it's good. Okay. I mean, you could certainly do better, but if you are at a happy level, well, I could do
0: better by, li- yeah, I could do better by living in a uh, a less expensive uh, home mm-hmm. and or renting a less expensive place and and you know not shopping at Whole Foods and uh, maybe getting rid of uh, my phone and and car and living in the city. I so don't you know. said forty. You said
1: forty eight thousand, right? Yeah. Uh, so if we times that by thirty four, that means. You need like one point six ish million dollars to retire, and so then you could okay. look at like where you are today versus like where, like, uh, how much further you need to go to be able to like comfortably retire with your exact lifestyle.
0: And that's accounting like the thirty four is the number that's accounting like what possible inflation will be by the time I retire. No,
1: so that's the there's a multiple. So Hmm. like, if you want to account for inflation and say you're going to retire in in 10 years, you should multiply – so if say 48,000 is your number and you want to retire in 10 years. And we're just going to include like a table or something in the show notes so I won't bore the shit out of you. But it would be (laughs) 48,000 times 1.48, which would mean in 10 years from now, $48,000 will feel like 71,000. Got it. Right, like, so you'll actually be living off seventy-one thousand. Got it.
0: Okay. All right, that makes sense. All right, that's it. All right, I like. Well, thirty-four is not as sexy as X twenty-five. Can you just? Can we just make it X thirty-five? Yeah, we can do X thirty-five. That'd be even and then better.
1: You'll be well, well accounted for.
0: <clears throat> I like X thirty-five.
1: Um, and so, cool. So that's how much you need to save, right?
0: Well, how how do you break that? All right, sorry. Maybe I missed this. <laughs> how do you break that down? now like okay it's like all right i need 1.6 $1. million mm. dollars you know a year is that a year
1: no no total
0: no just total
1: and and the the, the uh, idea by the time this... i
0: retire at 65 ish
1: yeah, yeah yeah
0: all right and then yeah so how much do i have to start saving now to get there
1: right and that's that's what you'd have to figure out you could like take the number divide it out by the amount of months or you know you can account for some investment growth blah 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 got it okay we, well, i think we have like other episodes or maybe we'll talk about more in the future and then the one sure. other thing that i want to um
0: say on that is well you you have this did you did you really mention the um the adjusting for inflation piece did i mention it yeah well yeah you said like if you're 10 years from retirement you multiply it by you know 1.48 mm. so that is not as easy to no. keep in your back pocket no.
1: But the thing is like just rule of thumb, like if I was to retire today, like can I retire yeah. today? no, you know, or whatever,,
0: uh, I see, yeah, and like you could are you on track, yeah, exactly, and I think it's just okay. a
1: general like, ru- like rule of thumb really like, how how am I doing? hopefully not terribly bad
0: right, um okay, makes sense,
1: yeah, so um, so then on the on the other side of things. You know you've saved up all this money, and and by the way, I just want to the the thing that I want to add for this rule and for the next rule is this is to last forever. So if your spending remains the same, yeah, based on this rule, and I'll it, it actually is a four percent rule that I'm going to describe. Kind of explains this, but uh, your money will last you forever. That's that's Got the it. idea.
0: Yeah. So what you're saying that like my in my example the 1.6 is like your forever. It lasts forever. Yeah. yeah. It's your my forever number. And
1: the reason it would last f- to, to 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 keep the same lifestyle. Exactly. Okay. And the reason it would last forever is because growth would roughly equal yes. your withdrawals. So Got To it. calculate your Got withdrawals, it. there's this rule called the 4% rule and so basically Yeah. If say, so instead of trying to figure out how much you need to retire in your current lifestyle, maybe you are going to retire tomorrow and what you got is what you got. And the way you figure out what you can spend in retirement is you would multiply the amount you have by 4%. So if you multiplied a million dollars by 4%, yeah. that's $40,000 that you could withdraw.
0: Oh, I okay. I think I use your calculator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See it. Okay, I got that. So that's how the four percent rule comes about. So the
1: four percent rule is the literal inverse of the rule we just talked about.
0: Got it. But that doesn't seem like a lot. I mean, four million dollars. One million
1: dollars means you could, if you have one million dollars, you can withdraw forty thousand a year. On the four. Oh, I'm sorry. On the four percent. Okay, got it. However, similar to how the twenty-five. Multiply by twenty five rule is now multiplied by thirty four or thirty five. Sure. The four percent rule is actually more like the three point two percent rule or the three percent rule.
0: Because of in, of, of growth and changing. just, yeah. Now, how often is that going to change though? Going forward, the, the, like is, it, is the number, like is this the goalpost that just keeps moving back? No. So, what what
1: happens? So, do you know what a Monte Carlo simulation is? No, I believe I explained it to you at, like five years ago, but I'll explain it again.
0: A Monte Carlo,
1: Monte Carlo
0: simulation, like the car.
1: I guess may- maybe more like the card game. Is there a card game called?
0: Oh, you mean the Monte Hall? No, no, no,
1: Mont. No, it's called no Monte Carlo simulation. It's definitely oh, like the three called
0: card that. Monte. Yeah. Okay. Fine.
1: Carlo. I guess there is a car actually. I just- yeah. Fine. That's the
0: only thing I know. I'm, but I know the three card Monte. I'm
1: looking at the 2007 Chevrolet Monte Carlo, and nothing yeah. is. You want nothing like that ever. And yeah. I, if you have that as a car, I'm sorry. Just change it. <laughs> just,
0: just get a new car. <laughs> just
1: ghost it off a cliff. Um, yeah. <laughs> insurance covers that, right? <laughs> ghost it off a
0: cliff. Uh, yeah. Like don't. Yeah. Don't do it, Thelma and Louise style. Get out of the car.
1: Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> just got it. Let it be just clear. go. Yeah. And if you were already going it off the cliff and you're in the car, like, I don't know, yeah. get out. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Um, so a Monte Carlo simulation is like when you go and look at all the past data, like say of the stock market and whatever. Uh-huh. And you can yeah. say like, I don't know, from 2000 to 2005 or from 1999 to 2004. And you just like mm-hmm. get every like uh, time frame possible and you run a simulation to see what would happen in that situation. What if you were going to retire exactly in 2008? Or what if you started your, you know, journey in 2008, you know, Mm -hmm. and you just started saving. And so what happens is you run a Monte Carlo simulation is basically like every possible combination calculated. And then, um, the 4% rule is based on, or it used to be based on like what was like a 95% certainty that the money would last forever. Yeah, And so the reason it's the 3.2, the 3% rule, is because in order to get like a 95% certainty, um, the percentage has changed.
0: But every year that that number changes, right? Because we have more and more data to...
1: Right, but it's not going to change that dramatically. Drastically. Yeah, it it was basically, yeah, like 2008 changed it a little bit, but yeah.
0: I mean, I guess, you know, if you have a million dollars, you know, forty thousand dollars versus thirty thousand dollars is not that big of a difference. But we're talking about the the la- I mean, the last time I heard about the four percent rule was probably three or four years ago. Mm. And I'm like, wow, it's already went down a full percentage point. What's it going to be like in four or five years mm. from now? They're like, oh, it's a two percent rule now. <laughs> it's a none percent rule. The, you will never retire. It's the point zero zero four percent rule.
1: So look, the four percent rule still has like a ton of like certainty in it. Like I, I want to yeah. say it's like over eighty percent. Sure. You know, but if you're going to retire
0: and it could and it could go the other way. Right. Yeah, if we sure. have. Yeah. OK.
1: So so that was the, the, that's those two. So that's retirement.
0: OK. How many uh, rules do we have left? One, two, three. We'll take a break. OK. There... Yeah. I was going to say, well, let's do one more rule and
1: I'll we'll take a break. All right. Um. So there is something this is maybe also less of a rule of thumb, but I think it's a really cool, interesting thing. Hmm. Um, it's called the Gordon equation.
0: The, yeah. And, Commissioner Gordon equation. Yes. Of, of hockey. Yeah.
1: yeah. Mm. Of the, of the, the, the hockey league, MHL.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> mm. Just, you are, you are such a sports nerd. Yeah.
1: Um, so we, when we first started recording the show, we're like the average yeah. market return is 7%. Right. Okay. And that's like you
0: mean we recorded the show back like five years ago or something. Yeah, okay, right, right. right.
1: And that's like a you know, lick your finger, stick it in the air, like general number. Yeah. So if you wanted to be more correct on just averages that you were gonna figure out your life situation on, you can use uh uh a simplification of the Gordon equation to figure out, like, is it 7%? Is it 15%? Is Dave Ramsey right? Is nobody right? Yeah. Whatever. And so right. the rule says that you take um, the current dividend yield of the S&P 500, and there'll be a link in the show notes, so you can literally go there and see. the gra- And the graph over time is just interesting anyways. I'll spare you. The current dividend yield is 1.75% right now.
0: So Okay, and... Okay, See, I don't really understand what that means, but so do you know what a dividend is? Yes.
1: So the yield is like so if you have a savings account and it's one percent, like that's kind of yes. like the savings account yield.
0: I understand. So, okay. so the dividend yield—that's so how much I'm getting
1: the percentage.
0: Yeah. Okay, so on average, in the S and P 500, the dividend for the yield entire, is for the year. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was one point seven five. One point seven five percent. So you're guaranteed, basically, if you invest it in the S and P 500, the entire S and P 500, you're guaranteed at this point to make one75 1. percent back.
1: I mean, I'd, I'd be whatever about the word guaranteed, but yeah, guaranteed, you'd probably sure. make. But more that's what they're on that. But that's what you're ultimately in dividends than a savings account.
0: I got it right. I like got d- dividends it, right. alone. Anyways, oh okay, dividends alone. Right, right, right. Like I understand. I don't know. What, oh, cool.
1: what's a Savings or checking account? Are they even two percent yet?
0: I don't know. Ugh, half a percent, if you're lucky, right. on a checking account, a savings account, you can be upwards of one to one and a half percent. Mm. You know, so it's but,
1: probably right up there with the most competitive savings accounts. Then,
0: yeah, and you're just talking about dividends; you're not talking about like actual return on investment. Right. you're right. Okay.
1: Um, so what you do is you take that number, one point seven five, and you just add four and a half to it. And so, okay. in this case, as of today when recording the episode, one point seven five. Plus four point five equals six point two five. So when we started the show, we're like the market returns on average seven percent. If we wanted to be as of today, super or like much more correct, we'd say on average it returns six point two five percent.
0: Okay, is there a way? Why, why the five point? Why the four point five percent number? Because
1: that is uh, it's it's like the average uh, growth. Of dividends, okay. it's it's like some it's this dude's All equation right. that's crazy.
0: Okay, so Gordon, yeah, Commissioner Gordon's equation. Okay, so of the uh, yeah, right. So, um, w- so how do you find out this uh, dividend yield? Like, it, like if I wanted to know it, just right. Like, what is it today? Is it still one point seven five today? Um,
1: at, yeah, today like, I, mean, a- I literally did this today.
0: Oh, <laughs> so but the,
1: so there's a link in the show notes that's essentially okay. to a graph um
0: you, is it is it updated in real time um i believe so it's because i'm sure it, i'm sure it changes but it probably doesn't change that drastically yeah
1: because dividends are usually like a quarterly thing and so
0: yeah it's yeah yeah okay cool um that's a good one i like that one yeah i like that one now why do you think it went down between now and the time we started the show uh or maybe it didn't maybe we were just we were you know Throughout the community, everyone was just like, yeah, average 7%. I think the same thing as
1: the 4% rule. Like, we were
0: just beginning. But Mm -hmm. is it because we're in a bullish economy right now? Is that why these numbers are going down instead of up? Uh, What do you think about that? Okay, so the dividend
1: yield is a factor of the price of the stock. So if Apple has a yield of, I don't know, just say 1% and the stock's $100... Yeah. And between now and the next time they change the dividends, the price doubles or triples, then the yield would have a third, right? Because
0: mm.
1: if you put in a hundred dollars and the yield is one percent, you're gonna get mm-hmm. one dollar. Yeah. But if that's the the dividend the company declares is just that's what it is. But if the yeah. price doubles, then for every two hundred dollars you'd only get a dollar. So perhaps the yield is lower because stocks are very expensive.
0: Right, and that would make sense. Or they're all doing stock buybacks and not giving any of that money in dividends,
1: and that pushes the price up as well.
0: Yep. Mm. Oh, so yeah. So the the a low. So yeah. So in a in a in a bear economy, the it, the rule goes up. You know, right? and and I
1: I know we need to there's take a number goes up. But I just want to say that yeah. uh, there, there there's this huge misnomer where people really only invest when they feel good it's like blue skies yeah. you're investing i'm investing we're all investors look at us investing like investors yeah but the way that you do it correctly is like the inverse like when it's dark skies and like, yeah. you know california is on fire although it is technically mm-hmm. on fire right now and it's not yes, maybe it the is. best time to invest but the, the point is you invest in bad times so
0: I I always notice that my friends who think I know things about this or at least we have conversations about it whether I know it or not the only time we talk about investing is when the market's really high and when the market's extremely yeah. low because that's the only time the fucking news reports on the stock market yeah. is if it's either in the shitter or if it's in the or if it's at the peak and both times is a trigger for people to go Oh, I should invest in the stock market while it's low. Or, oh, I should invest because everyone's making money right now. Well,
1: usually – so what happens is like – so this average yield is lower when all the prices are driven up and everyone's super exuberant. But when no one wants to invest in stocks because it just crashed and they're all burnt or don't have any money, the average yield's higher because –
0: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, let's let's take a break and we'll go back and we'll – or when we come back. We'll uh, talk about two more rules, Mm -hmm. because so far, it's a lot of math. So so far, you're not (laughs) sleeping. (laughs) So far, I'm not asleep. We'll see if I get through the rest of this beer, how I feel. All right. All right. We'll be right back. Yeah, we're back. (laughs) Let's talk about math. Mm. Give me another rule. Give me another rule I can live by, I can invest by. So
1: um, maybe the most popular rule. Is the rule of seventy-two?
0: Um, have you heard of it? No. So, uh, so it's clearly not the most popular because I've <laughs> never heard of it. What
1: what rule <laughs> do do you know about?
0: The golden rule, my friend. That's the most popular rule. <laughs> and that is about, I believe it's do unto others as you would do to yourself. <laughs> I think that's the golden rule. Mm. Or or he who has the gold makes the rules. That could be the golden rule as well. <laughs>
1: I like I like that. Yeah. Um so the rule of seventy two is uh extremely close. I mean it's not the most exact way mathematically, but it's an extremely close way to determine when you would double your investment. Hmm. So, you know, if you have a ten thousand dollars and you're investing yep. it at X the rule of 72 will help you determine when that will be
0: $20,000. So, in 72 hours. <laughs> right. It, it doubles. <laughs> it, what, what's the, what, what is 72? What's the denomination of that? So, like, what so is you
1: it? take uh, the yield. So, say it was, um, you know, you were going to invest in some f- thing that was going to give you a 10% return. Or say, say okay. it was going to give you a, a 6.25% return, like the average stock market. So say okay, you yeah, just go to right. invest in the S&P 500, and we just determined yep. the average was 6.25. You would take 72 yep. divided mm. by 6.25. That mm-hmm. The answer, what it gives you is 11.52. So in 11.52 years, you will double your money at a 6.25% return.
0: Oh, Really? Yeah. Wait. Is that good or bad? You're saying that. That hold on. That I don't know the math. That math works <laughs> out that, that well. Hey, are you, are oh, you shocked right. in a good way or a bad way? I'm shocked in a good way. Yes, yes. Let's just take a really small example. I take a hundred dollars. I invest it in the S and P 500. Mm-hmm. Right? Was it a Vanguard fund or something? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Fine. I even though probably hundred dollars is not going to buy me that. Mm. But let's let's do a thousand bucks. You know how you get thousand dollars? Yeah. To buy a van, one Vanguard fund in the S and P five hundred. You're saying that in roughly ten years, eleven
1: point five two.
0: Okay, fine. In eleven, <laughs> in eleven and a half years, I will have 2000 dollars. Yes, I will have two thousand dollars. Yes.
1: Yeah, and and you All know right. what you have to do to do that?
0: Nothing. No, you just put Nothing. it in. Right, there. you just put it in. Like. Yeah. Interestingly,
1: so then then there's like the rule of 114, which is to triple your money, and the rule of 144, which would be to quadruple your money. So it would be 144 divided by 6.25.
0: Yeah. Now – I say that 114 number is kind of lame. Let's just do quadruple. 72 and
1: 144. Now, interestingly – you don't need to do the one forty four rule because so we know that you'll double your money in eleven point five two years.
0: Right. So just double that. Do you,
1: and that's quadrupling your money. So you could double yeah. in eleven point two five years and in another eleven point two five year point five two years, if you do nothing, it won't be doubled again. It'll be quadrupled.
0: So yeah, like in twenty three years it'll be Quadrupled, so my thousand dollars will now be four thousand dollars. Exactly,
1: and that is the the power of exponential returns.
0: And doing doing jack shit. Exactly,
1: and the longer you don't do anything, the exponentially more it will be worth. So, yeah, once you have money, you like it then begets itself. It's like really easy to just let yeah. it infinitely compound. You
0: know? So the best bet for me is to take as much money as I can steal from the bank and put it all into an investment account in a one lump sum and then just sit on my fat ass and wait for four years for, for 30 years. Yeah. And I'll be like, and I'll have quadruple the amount of money.
1: It's all, it all sounds easy. As long as the, 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 as
0: long as the yield doesn't like fluctuate too much. I mean, it's pretty guaranteed, hmm. right? Cause otherwise I mean, if the yield, if the current yield, well, the yield is an average.
1: Go- so what happens is some years it might be negative negative. And then other years it'll be insanely high, and so sure. It,
0: but it could go down. Like that six point two five could could drop to six percent next year. It Could be up towards eight percent the following year.
1: Right. And so we've okay. always used like seven as a rule of thumb. Yeah, you know, I think it's a pretty good one. But if you use like I don't know six, like you're you're gonna underestimate your you know what you will achieve.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I usually I stick to seven hmm. for sure. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I like that rule. Rule of, uh, yeah, rule of 144. So so
1: what's your favorite rule so far?
0: That one might be my favorite. What's your least favorite rule? The first one.
1: What was that one called? Don't look at the notes. Uh, (laughs) I'm looking at the notes.
0: Uh, The rule of 34, 35, whatever. It's the
1: multiply by 34 rule.
0: Yeah. (laughs) All right. So I only have one more. Although the Gordon equations, like who cares like just give me the just give me the, the number. like i can i can skip that yeah. yeah just give me the number the 6.25 and then i'll do uh the cool ass rule of rule of 144 and then i can live off the 4% rule or 3% rule like i get that so you just yeah.
1: title the episode the cool ass rule of 144 the cool ass
0: <laughs> <laughs> the cool only the cool math rules my friend <laughs> that's right yeah all right hit me up with another one is it the last yeah. one all right
1: i think you know this yeah. one or you know of this yeah.
0: one? Oh, I certainly do. I'm looking at the notes. Yeah, for How sure. How do you
1: say the name?
0: Oh, dude, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just like looking at it. Uh, Pareto? Par- yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah.
1: It's, it's basically the 80 20 rule. I think it's an
0: Italian dude. Oh, maybe. Yeah, anyway. So, the 80 20 rule. Yeah. So, okay, so do you know this rule? I, I, I know this rule. When it, it this rule to me, they apply it to fucking everything. Mm. They just apply, you know. I feel it's like every, it's it, very it, true. It does seem to. Uh, uh, you can't just
1: apply it to arbitrary permeate. things and say like assume that this will be the case always. Like sure. Eighty percent of the water quenches twenty percent of the thirst.
0: You know, <laughs> right, like, right. Well it might actually <laughs> might be true. Right true. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's actually probably Yeah, the tr- rest of it's the rest of it's for, for toilet flushing and dishwashing and maybe that's true. So
1: I it actually might be a reverse. Like twenty percent of the water quenches eighty percent of the thirst. Perhaps. Mm.
0: I don't know. I don't drink as nearly as much as See, I flush. Look at that.
1: You could just you could be an expert in anything. Just say the 80 20, baby.
0: Like 80 20. Yeah. Like 20% of the
1: Pringles make 80% of the crunch.
0: Oh, damn. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because you dropped water on it, idiot. That's right. Now they're not crunchy anymore.
1: But a real fact did you know that in the U.S., the top 20% of earners pay roughly 80% of the federal income taxes?
0: Is that. I did not know that. Absolutely true. Yes. That, That. That is true in 2018. That is... So no wonder these rich fucks want to lower the taxes, because they're paying pretty much all of it. Yes. And why do all the benefits go to the top? But whatever. Because, Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: So, you know, 80% of the returns in your portfolio is probably from 20% of the investments. You're lucky. Yep. One of the stocks you bought was Amazon of 100 stocks. Mm -hmm. That one's Mm -hmm. the one that's giving you all the returns. Business, right. most of your money, eighty percent probably comes from twenty percent of the people, the clients. Yeah, yep. And
0: uh, it, or the one, or in our case, like the one blog post on our website, basically. <laughs> yeah, 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 like a handful of blog posts, or uh, yeah, or one person in your company is doing, you know, eighty percent of the work. No, that can't be yeah. right. That's, that's no, that's not right. Doesn't apply there. Could go on.
1: Twenty percent of Matt drinks eighty percent of the beer
0: that is not true in my household but true if it was just me and Steph mm. it would be actually probably more than that but yeah i get why well, how
1: much beer does the lady who cleaned your house drink
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know i have i don't know i just have so much beer i wouldn't even know if she took some mm. i'd be like oh i guess somebody drank that over the weekend I, it's weird just up up and vanishes no i i, I so it does that does this particular rule like come from investing? Is that where it started?
1: I I try and uh, I mean it's like a really cliche rule, but I try and keep it at the forefront of the mind of my mind when I make decisions. Like, um, for example, for example, like when I'm doing like business dev stuff with Listen Money Matters, there are people that pay us that are a pain in my ass that yeah. I hate dealing with. And when I kind of look at it, like for my stress level and having less like eye twitches, I will fire them because they make up a mean, you know. And so trying to understand like so the like the people I need to cater to and the ones that I really need to focus my time on are the 20 percent that are actually giving me 80 percent of my income, you know. So fire Mm -hmm. the shitty ones and double, triple down on the people that are working.
0: How does that work with doing any sort of investment? Like, do you um, – I know a lot of people, or at least, like, I get asked, like, oh, should I just do Betterment or should I do individual stocks? Mm-hmm. And I always say, uh, well, don't do individual stocks because you're asking me if you should. Mm-hmm. And that means you're not – You have
1: new to know nothing near, about.
0: You know nothing, yeah. Well – and so, just because, you, and the only the only drive for doing that is the fact that you just want to be rich. Yeah. And so, like, if you're doing it for that reason, you're doing it for all the Then you just
1: reasons. buy Bitcoin because obviously that's yeah, just, it's yeah, blowing up right now. It's doing
0: so yeah. good. Guys. Ugh, so great. Yeah. So what is? How do you apply that rule to say, like, how do you apply that rule for me in betterment? Yeah. So I think
1: betterment uh, uh, most clearly illustrates like that rule in an investment approach in that. Like you can pick individual stocks and you may pick Amazon yeah, and be lucky, but you probably won't. And so in order to make sure that you have the 20% that account for the 80% of the return, you have to diversify. Okay. And so, you know, Betterment or, or is invested in Vanguard funds that are essentially sitting across broad pieces of the economy. And sure. so, um, like the, a lot of the stocks or just things you invest in won't return anything that's fine, or they'll just very low yeah. returns but it, yeah. you have to kind of
0: so just all you just have to so you just kind of have to let it go and assume that like you know all every one of the stocks that you're buying even, even if you ran your own portfolio mm. you know most of the eighty percent of the stocks that you buy will return jack shit or nothing or less than yeah.
1: They, they won't beat the market or, you know.
0: But you'll have a handful of them that'll be killing it for you.
1: And, and if you think about it, in your life, and you could probably apply this to almost anything, you're chasing the 20%. So if you choose to invest in, in individual stocks, essentially your job is to identify those 20% because then you could be successful. Yeah. If you're yeah. at work and you want to get promoted, you should probably be, you know, in the top 20% or, you know, I don't know, there's...
0: Applies to a lot of things, yeah. Is what so, you're saying. It, I mean, look, you just said a, 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 a key phrase that I think would work great as a you know, there's so many books, business books out there mm. about the 80 20 principle, but no one's titled a book called Chasing the 20 percent.
1: Oh my god,
0: you could do that, dude. Mm. That could be your book or Chasing 20. Ch-
1: Chasing twenty, and then it's parentheses multiplied by thirty four. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> multiplied by thirty four. I am talking to you, Gordon. That's right. Uh, okay, well, that's a it's kind of a lame rule, though. Mm. I think that's my la- my least favorite rule. if yeah. I I've had to go back, I put it because yeah. I like yeah, to disappoint well, people at the
1: end of the episode. Yeah,
0: you just let it, <laughs> yeah, it's like a slide into oh well, whatever.
1: It's all right. It's I'll just, stick out. I'll stick this episode out because I know they always end with gold. Just kidding. Okay.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the 80-20 rule to me, I've heard it so many fucking times that it's sort of lost all all meaning. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it does apply to so many things. But there's really no action to take on it, right? No. What's the action you take on knowing that 20% of your investments are paying for everything and the other 80% are terrible? Does that mean, in this case, that you get rid of those 80%? those 80% of investments that aren't doing jack shit for you mm. and stick to the 20 and then you know rebuy another lot see which the 20% like kind of cream rises to the top just keep those and then get ditch the rest you know i don't know is that is that something you could what you could ultimately do if you ran your own portfolio for
1: example people people look at like um like they, you get like a list of funds that you can invest your 401k in Right. And they're like, oh, yeah. pick it yeah. out allotment to whatever. Right. And so right. how do people choose? They look at previous year's returns or yeah. averages and they make a choice. And as it turns out, what happened in the past doesn't necessarily predict what happened in the future. So I when I was 25, although
0: all of the rules that we just talked about were the complete opposite of that, where we, we take a look at what's in the past and we're predicting what's happening in the future <laughs> with those rules.
1: Uh, well, no, 72 isn't – with a 3% rule. Yeah, 72
0: is based on 6.25%, which is the market yield, which is a number that's based on – Oh, no, no, but pe- But
1: the rule of 72. You could divide it by any. So if I – If, say, amount. I was going to invest in Swim University yes. and you're like, Andrew, all your investment will earn 10%, guaranteed. Yeah. You know, then you can that just – That would be 72 yeah. divided by 10 to figure out doubling. Right. Right. Okay. Or you could do like, oh, like I really like my Bank of America. Well, just kidding. No one likes anything in Bank of America. But say, yeah. say you liked a savings account that earned you 1% interest, you would do 72 divided by 1%, and it would yeah. take you into your death to double your money. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. So, I mean, is there any, like, again, is there any way to use the 80 20 principle to your advantage as a rule?
1: Um, you know, I had a really clever joke know, slash sorry, dig dude. at you and I, I lost it.
0: Oh, good. So I <laughs> <saved> <laughs> so You won. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Nice. All right. Well, I guess we should wrap it up because math is boring mm. and everyone hates it. Agreed. <laughs> but I will say, and I said this on a, on a previous episode that, uh, it's really nice to do math if you want to feel less stressed out about your money situation.
1: You did say that.
0: I, did. I believe it. And every single time, I'm always stressed. If I stress out about money, which rarely happens, but if I do, you know, like with my condo situation or whatever, I just it's put, put it, put it down it on out. a spreadsheet. Work out all the numbers.
1: Yeah. It's not yep. as bad. or Oh, it could work out it's, like this.
0: Yeah, it's usually not as bad as you think. Or you have a clear head now, and you can make decisions because you're looking at numbers instead of just letting it all live in your head mm. emotionally. And so it's like, oh, I'm going to need – million to retire. Like, I'm not going to, how am I going to be able to do that? It's like, well, do some math. You know, you only need to save this much per year or per month. And if you break it down, it's like, well,
1: I actually don't need to save this much. Cause I put it in and I use the rule of 72 based on the average market return. Turns out you can get to 1.6 a lot quicker. Boom. Mm. Mm -hmm.
0: So even though it's boring, it can save your life. If you missed anything in this episode, We'll have everything in the show notes for you. Don't worry about that. Andrew did a bunch of research. Graphs, we have it all here: graphs, charts, to, all the cool, yeah. yeah, math, all the things that you know and love about Listen Money Matters. They're all going to be in that. It should be numbers show notes.
1: and equations scrolling across the screen. Oh
0: god! Oh, you're going to have a hard time. You're going to have to take the laptop into the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it's you need some private time just to look at our our charts. You no, know, whenever and our I think
1: of the most sexy room in the house, I always think uh-huh. of
0: the bathroom. Of course, of course, everyone else does too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, either look if you're looking for show notes, uh, check your preferred podcast app or visit listenmoneymatters dot com slash show. Show. Uh, please subscribe wherever you normally listen to podcasts, and tell your friends about us. Point them to your favorite episodes, the math ones, and hopefully they'll become a subscriber too.
1: Mm.
0: Point to th- point to this one, okay. and be like, "This is the one that you don't listen to. <laughs> listen to everyone yeah. but yeah, this one. Like point to this one and go, "Not this one, <laughs> but <laughs> that one." Yeah, <laughs> no, you should, you should, you should point uh, your friends to this episode because this is super helpful. Mm. I will be pointing my friends who ask me. How much should I be saving for retirement right now? And I'm like, episode, whatever the fuck number, uh, all about mathematics. (laughs) You know? I don't know. So, uh, you know, and if you point them and they become a subscriber, that'd be great. We love that. And then you guys can talk about uh, how much you love the show together in the bathroom. If you think (laughs) we missed something in this episode, uh, maybe we missed a cool rule that you want to add. We will do a Redux, but in order for us to find out what those things are, you should join the Listen Money Matters community on Facebook so that we can continue the conversation, build up some more fun math rules, and then do a part two.
1: Why don't we why and, don't we make our own math rules and, and like be internet
0: oh, trailblazers? Let's get together in the fa- in our in our List of Money Matters community and come up with our own cool rules with cool names. Yeah. We'll even name it after you. If you got a cool name, you can be Commissioner Gordon's rule of whack we, sticks. I don't know. <laughs> we can
1: come up with like cool <laughs> book names for your reviews, like yeah. chasing the multiply by thirty-four.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I nailing it? Yeah. You're a killer. This is my right. So listen, if you want to join the conversation, please go to listenmoneymatters.com slash community and we'll talk more there. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to talk about on a future episode of Listen Money Matters, email us at listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. All one word. All the tools and resources that we normally mention on this show and past shows are all currently available at listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox. That's it, dude. Nailed it. We are done for today. Cheers. 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 Can Can I make a clink sound somehow? All right, anyway, that's it. Later, Andrew. Please tell your friends about this show.